Good morning and welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Skeptical Podcast. I'm Nathan and joining me today is Craig and Susie and Susan Craig. <laughs> really? I'd like to point out it's actually afternoon. It's morning somewhere. <laughs> right. Trying to make it a thing. Just okay. say morning and who cares what oh, time good the morning. day is. Good morning, Hello. everybody. Um, what should we talk about? Yeah, let's talk about some stuff. So we haven't had any email from anyone. I don't even know if anyone's actually listening to our podcast, but that's mm. fine. We'll keep no, doing it anyway. Do. Um, haven't done numbers for ages. Do the but, silent uh, majority. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. New Zealanders listening when nobody's reacting. <laughs> <laughs> we love all of our listeners equally. Even the ones that don't send us any feedback or confirmation that they're listening. Just saying, uh, notice board, nothing coming up on the notice board. I assume there's a conference, we know about that already. When was that? December-ish? Planning on trying to make it this year? Queenstown, I believe. It's going to be in Queenstown in December. Queenstown, yeah. Yeah. Okay, see what I can do. News. Uh, first news item, why shouldn't we say that vaccines don't cause autism? I assume that's Susie? Nope. No, 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 that's Craig. That was me. Craig. I, I read an interesting article this morning um, about, so obviously the, the popular meme among skeptics is that the any purported link between um, vaccines and autism has been uh, thoroughly debunked. Yes, it um, seems fair. Based upon this uh, fraudulent, flawed study from Andrew Wakefield back in the uh, mid to late nineties, and um, of course it has been completely disproved. But the thing is that um, so I read this article by a doctor who was saying that he gets parents coming to him all the time concerned about vaccines for their children, and that. Um, concerned that they've heard the vaccines cause autism and so the standard response is to say that well no vaccines don't cause autism and the reason that is a bad thing to do is because it then basically says that uh, autism is something that is bad and how does that make people who have autism feel basically yeah okay so Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's the crux of it. That, um, so this article was talking about there was a there was a um, an interview or a, a panel discussion on um, C-SPAN radio in the states um, about uh, autism, and as and as it says, as the show closed, the moderator asked if anyone on the panel felt a vaccine had caused their autism. So they were interviewing people who had autism. And then one teen panellist spoke up and said, no, but it hurts that you would ask that question. The moderator's tone softened. He apologised and asked why. I'm going to paraphrase the boy's response because it's been several years and for the life of me, I'm not able to find a transcript anywhere, blah, blah, blah. Because it makes me feel like I'm damaged or broken when I'm not. I was born this way. My brain just works differently than most other people's. When people talk about vaccines and autism, it makes me feel like I'm not a person, but a bad result. It reminds me that no one no one wants a kid like me, and parents will risk their kids' lives and everyone else's just to make sure their kid doesn't turn out like me. Powerful stuff. Mm. Yes. So that's a very interesting perspective, I thought. Mm. It is. A couple of points I'd say to that. First point is that anti-vaxxers don't necessarily think that they're endangering anyone's lives. They also argue that the vaccines don't actually do anything. 
effective or not as effective as we all make it out to be. For them, it's not a case of you get autism or loads of people die. They don't put as much weight on the people Mm. dying, if you follow me. Mm. Um, That's not to say that the first point isn't valid, that you shouldn't necessarily tell people with autism that they're damaged or broken or disabled. But that doesn't also necessarily mean that it's inaccurate to say that vaccines don't cause autism. Well, that's not really the point of his his article, I guess. I mean, it's valid to say that vaccines don't cause winning the lottery as well. (laughs) And if they said that it did, we'd all say, no, no, actually, having a vaccine does not cause you to win the lottery. Yeah. So if it's something that people are claiming happens... I think it's in some way at least valid to say that that's just not even vaguely true. And it didn't matter even if doesn't matter even if it would, because why should autism you know, blah blah blah. Shouldn't we be making them to feel yeah. bad and so forth? But it, I but think it it's, does, it's it, two it things rather than just yeah. not doing the first thing. Yeah. But it does highlight the the fact that we do sort of do perceive autism as being a bad thing. Yes, mm-hmm. certainly it is not. And and then it sort of goes further into giving examples of where people sort of make joking comments about saying, I got my flu shot today, no signs of autism yet. Right, mm-hmm. yes. And so that's kind of a relating to that meme, I suppose. Yes. So the underlying message of the article is that we should be... Changing more, the way we talk about autism. ...more considerate to the mm-hmm. feelings of people with... I'm going to use the word disability here, quote-unquote disabilities. Well, people who are are different from (laughs) the the mainstream people whose brains work differently. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, okay. So I'm not sure how the doctor should actually talk to a parent who who asked that question. It's a more difficult and sort of nuanced discussion. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I I don't want to simplify it. I don't want to be the bad guy in the conversation. But let's let's say for the argument... But... (laughs) <laughs> but, but let's let's say that I'm I'm being devil's advocate right now, rather than this <laughs> is actually crap. my own personal. Um, the parent does think that autism is a bad thing. You can, on one hand, try and convince them that that's not the case, which is very very unlikely to make any sort of real difference in a single consultation. And on the other hand, you can say that they don't. Yeah. So both things are important. Because the key goal in that situation, I would think, would be to convince the parent that it is a good idea for them to vaccinate their child. And the first thing they need to be told is that, no, no, there's no danger that your child will get autism if we give them this vaccine. By the way, loads of people have autism and they lead perfectly happy lives and there's technically nothing wrong with them. Yeah, I I agree that it would be a challenge. So, you know how, yeah. how you actually do word it. So, yeah, it is difficult, but it is just something to be aware of. And I would also argue, and this is me, and I'm going to get some flack from somebody, I'm sure. I would also argue that ex- severe cases of autism could be considered a disability. Because I've seen autistic kids in the library, for example, who stand and stare at a book screaming for 20 minutes. No, that's not helpful or productive. True. <laughs> and interferes. It doesn't work for me. Interferes with their what? Screaming in a book. Yeah. <laughs> um, just as an example of you know kids that don't want to leave and they very, very, very extremely 
overreact because they don't understand because they're autistic. So, mm. so um, one of the comments on this article is that the language that um, people who have autism um, use is they actually don't say we have autism. They right. say they are autistic. Uh, because to say to have autism suggests that autism is some something secondary, separate from them, and thus removable. Sure. Whereas being autistic is is the part autism. of your personality, yes, personality or part of your being. Yeah. Yeah. And last time I'm going to do this for this article, at least. But presumably, these people that they're talking about are the people that have autism who are able to who are autistic, who who are <laughs> people that who are autistic who are also able to succinctly communicate with people. Yes. So it's not the people with the so, extreme, severe, yeah, debilitating so autism that are saying yeah. we don't have autism. It's the people who are, it's the functional autistics. Can I say autistics? Yes. Um, that's, they said autistic. I can say that. Right. They're autistic. Yes. It's the functioning people who, are, who have autism. No. Who are autistic. Who are communicating that autism to them is not necessarily a bad thing. It may be that the people who, you know, have the severe... I mean, if I've I've got a a bit of a limp, I don't consider myself disabled. But if my leg had to come off because of it... I don't know if that's a good analogy. Let's just just leave that there. No, okay. No. All right, let's move on to the next thing. But you would be an amputee. You wouldn't have... I wouldn't have have a missing leg. Yeah. Would, I don't know. I don't have amputation. No, quite right. <laughs> right. Okay. Should we move on to the next thing I before I alienate literally everybody? Sure. <laughs> um, Australian healer Chris Savage flees Bali. Yeah. Bali's quite a nice place to visit, isn't it? I heard. It's all it's right. One of those places people go for holidays. So. Chris Savage is a former Australian policeman. Presumably no relation to Adam Savage. uh, Not that I'm aware. (laughs) Or any other of the multitude of savages out there in the world. (laughs) Sure. Chris Savage (laughs) uh, claims he was pushed out of the Australian police force after suggesting that cases of uh, shaken baby syndrome were related to vaccination. Jesus Um, So he's a known anti-vaccination proponent in Australia. Um, and he, so he's in the news at the moment because he basically has been warned never to return to Bali after it turned out that he'd been giving intravenous infusions of magnesium and dimethyl sulfoxide uh, to children with autism and to other people, cancer, cousin cancer. Children who are uh, autistic. Sorry. <laughs> children who are autistic. <clears throat> to autistic children, how's that? Sure. <laughs> um, if you talk about this on the radio tonight, make sure. <laughs> make sure she's literally right. changing I her script. Um, but also those who have blocked arteries uh, and various other ailments. Um, and the way he advertised it was to say that he could cure things that medical, you know, the medical profession couldn't. Anyway, um, once he found out that he was being investigated by the Indonesian Health and Immigration Authorities, he left Bali pretty quick smart, and he's turned up in Napier. Oh, great. The Hawke's Bay District Health Board have just issued a warning this week um, that uh, a man uh, uh, turned up in hospital having been treated by Savage, so they're saying he's now obviously doing his intravenous 
infusions in the Napier area, and so for people to avoid him like the plague. <sighs> wow. How does one go from being a policeman to being a medical practitioner? It's the power An of the anti-vax. unauthorized medical <laughs> professional. Yeah, well, there you go. It, it is interesting, though, isn't it? It's uh, how you go from, yeah. <laughs> this person is not right in the head to think that they could just start treating people. But that's the but point. He is probably a perfectly normal, rational person in most of his life. But as soon as he's presented with the irrationality of anti-vaccinations, uh, actually anti-vax arguments, it suddenly becomes perfectly reasonable to think that because the medical establishment isn't doing the they're, job, they're therefore we have to do it ourselves. All these amazing and look cures. at this amazing it's mixture of dimethyl blixitosis that magnesium, did you say? Magnesium. magnesium. Yeah. Um, this will magically heal people. The doctors aren't doing it, so obviously we need to. Mm. And there might be, uh, a small part of it might be that it Apparently, it costs about $150 per infusion bag, and people have to have several of those. So right. there's possibly a financial element to it, too. Right. Cost. Um, and that's not to say, of course, that he's not in completely insane as well. I'm just saying he doesn't have to be necessarily to believe crazy things. Hmm. What's this Nor DMSO that that is necessarily thing? a bad thing. Uh, DMSO what? is a chemical that we use in oh, the yeah. lab to um, basically dissolve... When we're trying to test our potential new drugs, we um, dissolve stuff in it. Okay. Uh, so it's just a like solvent. Uh, yeah, solvent. So okay. um, what does it say? So is it something that's... important this... solvent that dissolves both polar and non-polar compounds and is miscible in a wide range of organic solvents as well as water. Ooh, fancy. Has a relatively high melting point. What does point. miscible mean? Uh, it means it um, mixes well, oh, doesn't ah. it? Okay. Oh, well, says um, the guy is supposed to know. Miscible. That's not the word of the day, is it? Yeah, it was. Damn, you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> to mix in proportions, forming a homogenous solution. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so when not we like test all our... Yeah, exactly. That would be immiscible. Right. Um, yeah, when we test our potential new antibiotics, we, we dilute them in DMSO and then dilute them out into... Yeah. Okay. Very good. Mm. So, so presumably that's just to put the magnesium in, maybe? Mm. Oh right, so it'd be the solvent. So this is, and the this is more a magnesium. And, yeah, that he's delivering high dose. Right. Has anyone it's checked? Not pure magnesium because it doesn't react badly with air. <laughs> so you have to dissolve uh, it in something. DMSO. I remember my um, high school science. <laughs> oh my god, I completely forgot. The order of the planets on the radio the other day it was very, very good that um, Catherine Ryan remembered the thing, you know. My mother yeah, makes me eat like, oh, vegan remember. something. I don't even know what it is. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Make the planets first. Does it? Mm. I know it starts with it someone's mother. Yeah. Then. <coughs> Has anyone checked with a third grader? <laughs> hey? Has anyone checked with a third grader to see if they can then pronounce Mars, then Earth, then Venus. those? Am I right? I don't know. I hope I'm right. <laughs> anyway. No idea. Has anyone checked with a third grader to see if they can pronounce any of those chemicals? Right, because that makes it um, bad if you can't pronounce it. Yes. Yeah. Don't eat anything a third grader can't pronounce. Oh. Food, babe. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, gosh. Well, we're going to be eating hardly anything, right? Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the next article. Oh, shit. 
No, I got it wrong. What Venus is closer to the sun than Mars is. Ha. Oh, Thank Jesus. you. Yes. Wow. That was the story was about <sighs> Venus. People all over the country right now right. and the world screaming at their radios. So Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars. That's right. What's okay. the what's the not acronym? What's the Just as well we have the to look things up on. I know. This is why I don't remember things anymore. Mnemonic uh, planets. Men very easily make jugs serve useful needs, perhaps. What? <laughs> How's that easy? <laughs> My very eager mother just served us nachos. That's the one. My what? My very eager, eager mother, mother just served us nachos. Oh. My very eager, no, my very educated mother just served us nine pizzas, Perry. Oh, yeah, that doesn't work. Cause but, but, but Pluto isn't a planet anymore. Oh! <laughs> you can't have pizza. Right. <laughs> anyway, moving on to yeah. the... Make Venus eat my jello. What? Serena's up next. Okay. Oh, this one's better. Many violent evil maniacs join swiftly under nationalism. It's not that much better. <laughs> right. I don't see the point if you have to remember the mnemonic. It's just, anyway. Hmm. <laughs> Some of these are great. Most volcanoes erupt mulberry jam sandwiches under normal pressures. Except because they're not allowed Pressure. pressures. No. Right. Should we move on to yeah. the next <laughs> article, perhaps? Sorry. Endless entertainment. Look it up yourself, guys. Tell us what your favourite is in the comments <laughs> down below. Oh, wait, no. Go to our Facebook page. Get on with it. Um, Australian group approves that. Let's just double check that. Oh, no, they're just criticizing the chiropractic injury. There's a different. Basically, a video has surfaced of a Melbourne chiropractor mm-hmm. cracking a baby's mm. back, a newborn. A premature. Premature newborn baby's back. Mm. Yeah. You hear and... it go crack in the video. Oh, oh really? I, didn't, I deliberately did not watch the video because I didn't think I would be able to tolerate the that. The video is interesting in that the chiropractor who's treating the baby seems to have remarkable control over when the baby starts crying and when the baby stops crying. It's just that is something that astounded me, that he was sort of demonstrating some sort of technique about where how he could put the baby to sleep. So at one moment, the baby <laughs> was crying and yeah. then... A moment later, the baby's calm and, and seemingly sleeping. Maybe because could have been a um, <laughs> could, have, could also have been a coincidence. Well, yeah. so, oh, look anyway. what I did. I put the baby to sleep. You know what, Nathan? You watch should it. watch the video. Oh, no, God, no. I am not going to watch that video. A- anyway, ever. carry on, Susie. Yes, Susie. Well, so people are, well, the um, doctors in Australia are up in arms. Yes. And the chiropractic, uh, chiropractic. People are kind of saying, oh, we're fine. Yeah. We're, we're all right. We've got a board, don't you know? We're regulated. Yeah. And this is the great comment here. Anyone that understands that this is from the chiropractor, the actual guy, anyone that understands anatomy would understand that the bones themselves could never crack, but a sound could be made by reducing the pressure in the fluid within a joint. Mm. Because that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a very, Jesus very dangerous. Right, uh, it's, it's almost worse. Yeah, you describe it like that. As I relayed to Susie before, there was a very interesting Freudian slip in an article about this. Um, so there's a there's a comment from the Chiropractic Board of Australia 
saying that it is important to understand chiropractors are registered health professionals. This is in Australia. Mm. They are governed by the AHPRA and the Chiropractic Board of Australia, which have standards of care that require chiropractors to meet a minimal standard. <laughs> yeah. I think they actually meant to say minimum standard, right. but I think minimal, minimal perhaps. Is that is actually literally accurate. their typo? Because that would be fantastic. <laughs> well, yeah. So mm, I did laugh at that. It's also interesting the quote um, from at least one of them, and oh no, possibly the, the one that actually was doing the, the treatment, saying we don't treat colic reflux or yeah. other specific illnesses. We focus on the natural function of the joints of the human body. That's the actual guy Which again. That's carrying on from his... not what yeah. they... Oh, oh it's just <sighs> so, so awful not... the thought yeah. of somebody taking their, their brand new baby, yeah. premature baby to a... To a chiropractor or any... To, to um, anybody other than a doctor. Yeah. A proper doctor. Yes. <laughs> wow. Ooh. Ah, okay. Let's move on to another thing, shall we? <laughs> just horrible. Um, I've got pub talk in the middle there. Is that where we normally do it? Well. Yeah. Well, okay. So what were we talking what's about? Oh, jeez. Have we not come up with the topic yet? <laughs> what should we talk about? Here's your beer, Nathan. I don't drink beer. All right, okay, here's your drink of choice. What shall we talk about? <laughs> What's been happening in your life? Oh, Buying a house. <laughs> <laughs> the property market in Auckland. We're talking about the property market in Auckland from a sceptical point of view. Do we know anything about it? Does it matter? We don't normally know anything about what we're talking about. The house up the road from me just went for 3.1 million. That's right. I saw that in the um, in the paper. Basically a ruin, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it really is a ruin. Wow. Amazing. So effectively yeah. they're buying the property or is it um protected in some way? It's a villa, so yeah, it'll be protected. Mm. What are they gonna do? Are they gonna rebuild it or I think they have to. Yeah. So could be could the Auckland property market be described as a Ponzi scheme? I I don't think so. Who's who's getting the money? Well, a Ponzi scheme is one person at the top selling membership to people at the bottom and then but isn't it using about, that to pay belief? the people that have come in? You might be technically right. I am technically right. <laughs> you are technically All right, I'll tell you what. Let's talk about... Um... Oh, no. I, was say, <laughs> I saw a poster today for a skeptics conference that's happening ah, in Orange yes, County yes. at the moment. Oh, okay. And you saw a poster here or no, online? No, on online. Facebook. Oh, okay. And Nobody puts up posters in real life anymore. And, I think I know um, the one you're talking about. Who who was it? Let's have a look. Who quite a few people have put it up. But the, and actually, there was a really really good blog post about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So the let's see. So it's Orange County Skepticism. Yeah, free Free Thought, free thought Alliance. Sorry. And they've got how many? Eleven or twelve speakers at their conference? A dozen speakers. Yep. And um, let's have a look at a poster. One, Found two, it. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve speakers, including Brian Dunning. I saw that. Interestingly. He um, in Orange County. Okay. And so I guess the point is that it's almost entirely men. There's one woman speaker who is Yvette Dontremont, otherwise known as Cybabe. Um, and then a whole heap of mostly white 
older men. I'm pretty sure they're all white. Well, Unless some of them are Hispanic or something, and I wouldn't notice. Um, yeah, and so this is kind of well. To be honest, I've just had a week of this bullshit of uh, in science where the last three posters I have seen for meetings are almost entirely men, and I'm just kind of getting a little bit sick of it. A guy called Alex Gabriel has written a really nice blog post called "Atheists." Here's another reason you need to book women at conferences. And he starts by talking about how um, he was brought up in, a, in you know, going to church and um, that at the churches he belonged to, the women did everything. And that he's forgotten most of their Except names, but they basically, yeah. So they Except did, preach, yeah. they served the tea and the coffee, they ran the Sunday school yeah. and the creche and all that stuff, but they weren't allowed to preach. Uh, is he suggesting and, something similar for the atheists? And this, uh, he basically says, for those people who are leaving the church, the atheist community, when they put up, you know, meetings like that, which have got almost no female representation, that it feels very similar. That the, there are lots of women, you know, there are women in these But uh, they're not allowed to lead or not talk. allowed to, to lead or speak. Right. And, um, and he, uh, he basically talks about the this um, evangelical convention that um, happens in his town that um, has, so he says, 31 speakers, four of whom are women, so 13%, but the Orange County Free Thought Alliance Conference has 12, with just one who's a woman, which is 8%. So it's even worse representation than at the um, church meetings. Mm. He's got a very good point. He's saying we should be better, and we should. Definitely. But but also he goes on to make, that well there were just discussion on the article about how every single one of the male speakers is identified by their name and then underneath the subheading saying what their qualification or specialization was yeah whereas and just her the, name the underneath yeah. yes so she, why he's is, not the only one she sorry yeah. she's not the only one um brian dalton otherwise known as mr deity is also up there is that so the two of them um, oh, he's known Mr. Deity first oh, and then Brian Dalton yeah, underneath here, yeah. quite right. Whereas all the rest of them are known by their names and then their affiliations or what they are. Apparently, according to a comment on this particular post about the poster, um, Cybabe has said that, has commented on the photo as well, and she feels like a token female, and apparently they didn't bother booking her a hotel room. Mm, yeah, no, they've done all sorts of really stupid things. Yeah, um, yeah no, she's not at all happy either. But it's re- and it's kind of really interesting because, um, yeah, the sort of you know shove one person up there as a sort of tokenism thing. What do you really need? You know, what it really needs to not be tokenism is to be, uh, you know, authentic. normal, authentic, yeah, yeah. yeah. normal. Yeah. Yeah. It just needs to be the way you do it without even and, thinking about it. And there was another comment that. Hers was the only photo there that was a sort of a full, full body size. Shot. Yeah, full I think body that's that, yes. That's I, probably so her normally, photo, yeah. So but, normally people are asked to provide their own photo, and so and that is her that publicity she, photo. To be fair, that's the picture that she, she puts doing. everywhere. Yeah, mm. but yeah, but yes, could do a lot better. Yeah, but I'm just I'm so sick of this because I spent um, a little time on Twitter <coughs> on Friday night having a discussion with some friends because there was a list of speakers for a um, conference of brain people that's being held in Auckland and there were like, yeah, 12 speakers or something and 
I'm not sure any of them were women actually on that list. And um, I assume that there's a, an, an adequate number of women brain surgeons who could have taught. There are it's not surgeons, but there are certainly brain the, people, whatever it is. It's part of brain. Uh, what is it? The, um, I can't remember this. There's like there's like there's basically a center of, of uh, research excellence, which is all about brains, and then there's also the brain, um, the center for brain research. Auckland, there's a whole kind of heap of these things, and hmm. uh, there are supposed to be well over sixty. Groups. I'm guessing that there's neuro in the name. There isn't neuro in the name. Really? Ah, no. Oh, damn it. No. I'm trying no, to be clever, you weren't clever, Craig. But anyway. But it's just this kind of classic thing where all the men, uh, all the organisers are men and everybody who's speaking is a man and, you know, half of the audience probably women. And sure. we're just getting so sick of it. So sick of it. Someone should do something. Yeah. Yes. So is the solution just to get women on the organising committee? That would help. That would help. I mean, everybody just needs educating a little bit. But um, it was kind of interesting because... So the person who, there was somebody ended up uh, tweeting from one of the um, Twitter accounts for the Centre of Research Excellence, which isn't apparently organising this this meeting. Um, and so when we were kind of like, ah, Twitter rage, and they sort of turned up and said, oh, I'll talk to them. Um, you know, because I was sort of suggesting that perhaps we want to demonstrate. There was very much kind of like, no, no, don't do that. We'll talk to them. Hope it's all been resolved. It's like it's not been resolved, and frankly, we should demonstrate. But I don't quite know how we should do it. Maybe we should give out masks so that everybody in the audience can wear a mask of a man. That yeah. might be a good thing, so that the audience all looks male too. <laughs> I know exactly whose mask to use as well. Awesome! I shall do that. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, very good. Go on, fill us in. The the head of the Centre for Brain Research, oh, right. Richard Four. Yep. Okay. Starts at the top. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe, okay. maybe that'll be. That's a nice visual reminder that perhaps that's what it that's what it feels like for the women in the audience. Yes, right. very good. I'm going to do that. Make a note. Excellent. I'm going to hand them out. Get photos. I will. <laughs> oh yeah, and photos, so we can talk about. It. Um. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was our pub talk, was it? So nothing controversial there then. <laughs> no, I think we We're all learned all something agreement. today. <laughs> Let's move on to Woo Zealand. So. Acupuncture spending by ACC was on TV. It was. Yes. Oh, God, it was. It was so sad. <laughs> was it? Oh, I didn't see it. Was it terrible? Well, oh. okay. So TV3's story, current affairs program, is on at 7 p.m. every weeknight now, did a story about um, the spending on uh, by ACC on um, acupuncture. Mm-hmm. $23 million. $23 million up, up. from $5 million 10, 10 years ago. ago. Okay, um, yeah. So the acupuncturists are creaming it. Um, <laughs> they're spending From the money. taxpayer. From yeah. the taxpayer, yes. Um, so this was based upon research that uh, Mark Hanna did. Um, from was it an official information, information act? Act request to get the um, figures out of ACC. Um, so... It was an interesting article. I would recommend watching it. I don't think that um, the chiro- the uh, sorry, not the chiropractors, the acupuncturists came no, all badly out of it. No, they definitely really? didn't. So, no. firstly, the the hosts introduced um, the story by talking about uh, acupuncture, and Duncan Garner had said he had had acupuncture and it worked for him. 
Yeah, he said that uh, several times. Yes, he said it several times. And um, this is one of the hosts, is it? Yes, yeah. ah. yes. And so, and Heather was a little more skeptical about things. She was um, taking the piss out of him. Um, yeah, like, she was. But basically, but no from of... from what what they said, he had. Um, a version of acupuncture that also involved electrical stimulation. Mm. So this huh. is essentially a TENS yeah. procedure, which is completely different from acupuncture, as far as I can see. Well, it's the one well, where they do acupuncture and then they put an electric current through the needles. Right. Yeah. Right. Depends I on. Had. Have you? Yeah. Did it work for you? <laughs> no. Oh. Anyway, so then they went on to um, show uh, an acupuncturist treating um, a woman who. Had a sore arm. Had a really sore arm, apparently. And couldn't so, move it um, above, yeah, her couldn't move above her shoulder until middle. about 30 seconds after he'd started shoving needles in her, and then she felt great. Yes. yes. So here is the placebo effect in action. Mm. Sure. And yeah, and so then they interviewed Mark Hanna, who sort of said you know, that he was uncomfortable with tax dollars being used and things that there was no evidence base for. And then the acupuncturist yeah. just came back and said, ah, but there's Cochrane reviews, which are the best possible thing. Huh. Yeah. And so I thought I thought that what Mark actually said didn't come across very well because he said the evidence isn't all there yet. Yeah, which kind of, to, which implies, kind of implies, implies yeah. that well, there's some evidence and it's and we just need to do more studies yeah. and we're going to find the evidence for it. Is yeah. it, it sort of sets the expectation that yeah, they will find that they will find evidence for it to, working. It's been tested a lot and there is no evidence. Yeah, and is this how it's been it shown work. to not work. Yeah. Does this show a pre-recorded thing or a, yeah. a like, yes. okay? So it's entirely possible. Well, he no, did make well, more no, sense. No, no, no. It's not entirely pre-recorded. So there's they they obviously have done pre-recorded things where they were in the yeah yeah um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. surgery, and but they the actual about it live. Okay, so it was live. Okay, it live. yeah. yeah. But right. it's actually that's worth mentioning to Mark that he needs to change his. He needs to get a better soundbite. Yeah, it's yeah. not that. Yeah. Mm. Although, I mean, to be fair to Mark, who knows how long he actually spent in front of the camera and what yeah, the editor is... chose to. Well, that's the point yeah. I was trying to make. But if it's you been don't edited, give them stuff that no, don't. you know, yeah. you make your point in yeah in ways, <laughs> ways that you, cannot you, be misinterpreted. Yeah. yeah. If you if you only say things that make your point, yeah. then there's nothing for them to cut out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, hopefully you guys are all going to get some media training soon, aren't you? Are we? Oh, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Is this a skeptics committee thing? Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So. Um, Anyway, I, I was really disappointed by the whole thing. I was just the fact that it basically came off, you know, it came off with the woman going, it's awesome, with the host going, it's awesome, it works for me. Yeah. So that, that's go. the point. I mean, you can never mm. say something mm. worked for me mm. and actually come up. Well, you can. Action. Loads of no, people no, think no, that sounds like can, a really good argument. You can say it works for me, but you can't actually come to that as a valid conclusion. Yeah. Unless no. you can somehow rerun the experiment yeah. and, and have yourself as a control. There's just no and that's way why that skeptics find it hard to do sound bites because you can't, it's very difficult to turn that into a sound bite. Yeah. You have to explain why we do placebo controlled trials. You have to explain why one person's anecdote does not count as evidence, yeah. nor does multiple people's um, anecdotes. There's too much to say. Whereas all the acupuncturists need to say, oh, there's loads of Cochrane reviews. Yeah. We check them. Mm. Yeah, no, the oh, acupuncture no, came across isn't. very well. Mm. It came across very well. And <coughs> my worry is that it probably has now promoted mm. acupuncture. Yeah. And Which is actually spike. Yeah. something <laughs> someone said on the um, 
which is why the New Zealand acupuncturist Facebook page. Yes, yes. Which is why it's ACC's responsibility to make sure that they don't pay for things that aren't evidence based. So that even if people do mistakenly think that acupuncture works for them, that we're not all paying for their mistaken belief. Yeah. And yeah. Someone posted a link to the um the New Zealand acupuncturists or whatever Facebook page and they some comments them about the comments Mm. on the page about the article and how well they thought they did. And yeah. someone was saying, oh, yeah, I thought we did really well. We're going to get loads of business out of this. Yeah. Something to that effect. Yeah. And this is the one I copied and pasted. I want to read this one out. Um, not related to what we've been saying, but following the item on story last night, there's been extensive online discussion across the internet about the fact that Scott was not wearing gloves when administering the needles. Oh. Full stop. It is not a requirement of acupuncture New Zealand that practitioners wear gloves when treating. And then they say, interestingly enough, the skeptics should know this as their last complaint to the adaptation stated dealt with exactly this issue. Their complaint was not upheld. And there are two things I'd like to say about that. One is, why wasn't the complaint upheld? And B, it's amazing that these people think that sticking needles into people without gloves is a great idea and that we should, everyone should be happy with that. I mean, you're the closest we have to a medical professional, right? <laughs> am I... Am I well, should people be putting gloves into people if they're not wearing gloves? No, so they wait, gloves no. Is definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> well, stuff them in the middle. You know what the fuck I mean? Stop making fun of me. <laughs> when you see the way they do the needles, <sighs> yeah, they're not. You know, it doesn't so seem risky. The, no, it doesn't seem to risky. me. It doesn't because they're holding, a, they're holding a they're holding up they're holding the needle in a plastic sheet, right? And then they put the they. Put that on the over the acupressure point, and then uh, they kind okay. of knock down, and the needle goes in, True. and then they pull the needle off and they just move it. So they're not. They're, so they're, they don't. And it doesn't even go in far enough to cause no, blood. There's no blood. Does it? No. There's no. So there's, it doesn't. There's. They don't sterilize the outside of the bag or the skin or anything. They don't sterilize the skin. The needles are all sterile. The bag, the outside of the bag, though. Outside of the bag. Well, you said it's, it's a little plastic no, bag. No, it's a little sheep. It's in a little yeah. plastic tube, and that's part oh, the of tube. the thing. They take that out, out of the yeah. That's all sterile. So it doesn't poke through the bag into the skin. It just. It's not. It's a. It's a plastic. It's a hard plastic mm. tube. Yeah. You should watch the video. You no, I don't want to watch you the video. Um, okay. No, fair enough. If you think that's fine, it's and just... the, well, and the point is that those are the those are the kinds of things that that that's how the um, placebo acupuncture is done, right? Yeah, you with the twisting the needle, the, twisting yeah, the toothpick, the yeah. sham acupuncture. Yeah. So the needle doesn't actually penetrate yeah, the skin. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. and the acupuncturist doesn't know whether they are using real needles mm. or sham needles. Although they I wonder how that works because yeah, when you because pull the sheath off, surely you can you see, see the needle yeah, sticking yeah, out of the skin. Yeah. But this is just well, there's there's two ways I've, I've 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 heard that they do it. One is that you put the toothpick through the tube and twist the toothpick, and that feels like getting us apparently getting right. stuck. The other way is you have a retractable needle. So you imagine a stage prop knife. You push it in. Doesn't what, go like into they used at the um, the college. <gasps> the... Don't. Oh. Don't. Oh God. Um, no, no, like a proper retractable two dollar shop knife that they could have used instead. They're probably not for a. Um, but yeah, yeah it re- it retracts, and then as they pull it out, it's spring loaded, so that I don't know if these ones actually are, but it could be. No. Um, well, from from what I saw on the video, these were needles that stick yeah, the out needles the stay in, yeah. and then you because then what they yeah do, the what real ones them, you're talking about the placebo the needles placebo effect obviously, yeah. and and I would oh. think that actually having what a they... camera there and 
filming the whole thing too. Yeah, it would probably, be an even better, an even better placebo effect. So hang on. So the placebo needles stick to the skin somehow. What? The acupuncture needles? No, the no, placebo. placebo you're I'm talking about s- the placebo needles no. sticking to the skin. How does that work? I no, that's what I'm saying. We don't know we don't how they know. work. We don't oh. know. We then why did you say they stick to the skin? No, no were, in the video where they were using real, real acupuncture yeah. needles, they showed it and they showed yeah. the needles. Well, of course they do. The but we were talking skin. about the placebo ones well, right. no, immediately no, we before that. We'd moved on. Oh. You guys are confusing. It's not helpful that I'm tired. <laughs> okay. okay, so are we Get done with that? Sleep. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how this turns out. So not um, necessarily. So it was on the Facebook comment on the story page. There were lots of people saying, "Yeah, twenty six million dollars is a waste of money. We, the government, should be paying, shouldn't be paying for this." Then other people pointed out that, well, ACC spends um, one point five billion dollars a year, and this twenty six million dollars is a drop in the bucket. Okay, it is, but right. that's not necessarily a valid argument that they should no. keep doing it. No, sure. I mean, it'd be a drop in the bucket if they spent fifty bucks a year on. Throwing poo at someone, but that's not a good argument for throwing poo at someone. Okay, <laughs> right. What? Um, it's a good analogy. But yes, so, so there were lots of comments on there. Um, yeah. But then there were lots and lots and lots, probably more comments saying, "Oh, it worked for me. Mm. Um, acupuncture is wonderful." And then there are the then there are the predictable acupuncturists themselves jumping on the thread and, and defending their profession and so on. Yeah, profession in air quotes. Mm. Anyway, enough said about that. Good. So should we move on, shall we? We should. Bible and schools. So the update. Not another controversial topic. On Bible and schools is (laughs) that the case has been thrown out. I may not use the exact right words here because I'm not actually reading off of anything right now. But um, they went for a judge. And the case was dismissed because they had missed a filing deadline. It's not clear yet from the press release or any of the news articles I've seen as to whether this deadline was imposed at the last minute, which someone did kind of imply in one of the messages I read, which I can't find now, Um, or whether this is a, a deadline that they always knew about but for whatever reason, they just missed it. Mm. Um, whether they were having difficulty getting some papers together or they just forgot about it or... Well, according, I don't know. Or maybe there was something yeah. they were supposed to file but forgot. Yeah, so according to the article, it was struck out. Struck out is this word I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean, legally, Craig? Uh, <laughs> You're the I'm legal expert. Effectively, <laughs> it means that... I think that means that uh, the, that's the end of the case. Well, they are, they are appealing Game it. Game over. They are appealing it and they're allowed to appeal it. Right. Um, so this morning being, what's the date on this press release? Well, that, Come on, so David. That article was on the 21st of April. Yeah, no, this is more recent than that. Um, Having their case thrown out by High Court judge two weeks ago, members of the Secular Education Network are today picking. They could have that, not great wording, are today picking they could have their case heard before Christmas. Uh, the case came up in an urgent hearing of the Court of Appeal this afternoon. The court will consider the appeal on the 1st of June. So on the 1st of June, or I guess the 2nd of June, we will know whether they are going to be able to consider whether their appeal will be successful or not. Mm. Um, for anyone who hasn't been following, 
Um, the basic case that's going on at the moment is Jeff McClintock of Red Beach um, is lodged a formal complaint against his child's school, former school they used to go to, um, because of the way they treated her during the religious instruction classes and other things like how hard it was they opted out, they put her back in. Um, and then just the general idea, obviously, which is where the Secular Education Network comes in, is just the, the overall general principle that there shouldn't be religious indoctrination happening in public state-funded schools. The schools are closed at the time. That's it. And that's a, that's part of the argument. And I guess what they're trying to do is, in fact, I can check the website because I had that open a couple of seconds ago. What they are trying to do is inform the parents as to the religious nature of Bible classes, as often they're um, presented as ethics and values classes. Yeah which is kind of ironic, but there you go. Um, seeking permission before placing children in the classes, i.e. Um, opt-in, and is the next point. Only children with permission will attend the classes. Um, taking no action will blah, blah, blah. That's the same as the previous point. Oh, no, that's, that's uh, I've clarified that. Taking no action will indicate your children do not require religious, religious instruction. This protects children's privacy by not requiring them to reveal their personal beliefs to teachers. So you shouldn't have to say, no, I don't want to do the class because I'm an atheist or because mm. I'm a Hindu. Um, or more likely their be parents' that, beliefs. Well, that's sure. Um, I think a, a child at school age could conceivably say that they're an atheist. Yes, they um, could. Anyway, teachers must not try to force children into Bible classes through detention, punishment, or segregating them from their friends. And they must not compromise their core um, whatever's by reducing the standard opening hours to cater to Bible classes. So the schools shouldn't be closing for half an hour a week under the current loopholes. So that's where it is, and it's currently in, in appeal, under appeal. Having an that appeal. That seems ridiculous. Yeah. Missed the... That's it, and I'm. And I don't want to criticise anyone at this point because, like I say, I don't know whether it was a last-minute thing that the judge did, or whether it was a huge fuck-up on Cl on Jeff McClintock's part. Um, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for the time being. I know, I know, it doesn't sound like me. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it anyway. Mm. So there we go. It's a shame that this has to be litigated. Yes, I mean, absolutely. Surely it it should be common sense that. If you want to give your children religious religious instruction, do it in church or do it at home. Don't yeah. expect the schools to do cool. it. Well, not even the schools to do it, but don't let people into the schools yeah. to capture, a, you know, to take an entire captive class of children and indoctrinate them into one particular religion. Mm -hmm. mm. And this is another thing that people have pointed out is that there is already scope in the New Zealand curriculum to A, learn about religion and, you know, history of religion, and B, learn about values and ethics. So one of the things that the Bible and Schools groups are pushing is, oh no, we're teaching values and ethics, and it's very important that your children oh, learn frankly, values and ethics. We don't want their values and ethics. We don't, no. no. And even if they were doing it in the in a in a way that we agreed with, with the ethics we thought we'd that we would endorse, um, it's already being done in the school mm. curriculum. Mm. I remember when I was in primary school, and we had these people come in to talk about Jesus. Right. I think I was traumatized by it. Uh -huh. <laughs> But look how I've turned out. Oh yeah, and you're fine. <laughs> could you could you hear that eye roll? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay, so that was Bible and Schools, something about which I actually did some research and knew what I was talking about. Oh, you're just a militant atheist. Yeah, that's me. Convicted sex offender used alternative treatment to access kids. I think I read about this one. Well, this is, this wow. is also an, an, an alternative treatment I'd never heard about before. So um, this is Frank Walmsley. Oh, yes, EFT. 52 charges of sexual and physical abuse How many? against teenagers. 52 Jesus charges. Christ. Not 52 teenagers, 52 charges. Oh, 52 charges, okay. Um, well, that's much better. And evidence prevents... Evidence presented at his trial suggested he'd used this um, thing called emotional freedom technique um, to get yeah. access to some of the teenagers. I have heard of EFT, but I couldn't tell you what it actually involves. Okay. So it's oh, based it on the idea that energy blockages in your meridians mm -hmm. uh, cause negative emotions. Sure. And so why don't they just you... use acupuncture? Because that works on the meridians. Well, no, so this is about tapping the acupuncture, acupressure points while having in your mind an idea, an issue Possive that affirmations. you want to be um, resolving, right. and then that's the negative one that will get unblocked. You know what it's a little bit like? It's a little bit like NLP. Yeah. <laughs> where you do the thing where that's you tap your arm to, to reinforce yeah. a particular thought yeah. or behavior so or whatever. Basically grabbing a whole heap of those things, popping them together, Shaking and the bag. So up we have apparently yeah. in New Zealand an Association for the Advancement of Meridian Energy Techniques. They're not doing a very good job. <laughs> Are they sponsored by Meridian Energy? Oh, oh that's a that's a missed opportunity right there. <laughs> They've got about thirty practitioners or registered practitioners. Okay. Um, and the What's that like that one per out, city in New Zealand or something? Again, one, there's about one practitioner per city oh. or something. Um what they did say though was that child, youth and family um were paying for some of this treatment. Yeah. Really? So another use of uh, taxpayer funds, taxpayer funds to pay for bullshit. bullshit, and in this case, bullshit that actually Harms got people. a sex offender access to um, potential victims. Mm. And and so one of the important um, points that gets touched during this technique is the chest. Ah. Armpit, apparently. Armpits, well, armpit, armpits and the chest. Okay. Says here somewhere yeah. they do the head and the hand head on the head the or their chest because that's where we go to deal with emotions. Yeah. There we go. Yes. Sounds very I'm kind of intrigued by this Association for the Advancements of Meridian Energy Techniques. This looks like. So, presumably, they cover things other than EFT as well, do they? Or this society or whatever? Well, this one looks like it's uh, welcome. Welcome. What is, what is actually an international website, yeah. aamet.org. International, there we go. Okay, we don't want that one. We want the New Zealand one. Oh, my God, and they've got a Staffordshire University EFT Scientific Symposium. There's a couple of links there where it's been widely di widely dismissed and been described as quackery by skeptics. Uh, oh, that yeah. links to a Wikipedia. And that one is another website I've never seen before, but it's a scientific review. Or not. Um, oh, it's it's this it's the skeptic link. Widely dismissed by skeptics. Oh, okay. oh, I dismissed as quackery this one apparently. Effectiveness of blah 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 was assessed, one hundred and blah blah blah. The groups differed. Did not show a significant decrease. 
Ported benefits are uniquely dependent on the tapping of meridians. Uh, with more traditional therapies, yeah. So it's... I just found one of their therapists who um, treats um, fit, uh, people who were um, having fertility issues. Hmm. They don't have anything for people who are um, really tired all the time, do they? <laughs> you just want somebody to come and rub your chest, mate. Yeah, basically. Emotional tap. freedom tap. therapy. Oh, tap. Right. Okay. Tap that oh. technique. Okay. Uh, anyway. If you want to do any more research on that, there's plenty on Wikipedia and probably science-based medicine and all that sort of stuff. And that's it. Oh. So, big huge <sighs> blank gap here under Delia's dubious, dubious devices. I want to talk today about the BXX Ultra Light High Powered Beam Tube. Oh, oh my God. That sounds like the most awesome thing amazing. ever. Looks I want one. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, well, well Nathan, it it's yours. For just $3,680.50, possibly not New Zealand dollars. Oh, gee, no, that's US dollars. Look at it. Look oh, at it. Oh, that does look pretty what awesome. What a fine machine. How um, big is that? How big is it? Doesn't look particularly large if those are sort of standard size buttons and plugs. What? You mean it's only tiny? Well, sort of. It's 10 pounds. It's about oh, this that big. is tiny, isn't it? It's, big. it's like two bags of yeah. sugar. So that's kind of it's, okay. I'm just it's basically just one of those let, one of those plasma globes. It to our yeah. So so it's a box with some buttons. Yeah, I go I go further than box. I'd say it's a um, a hobby kit box okay. of the sort you can buy from like Dick Smiths or okay. or J Car. And then it's got well, two. Well, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> then it's got two kind of protruding arms, I guess, going up upwards from the box. Between which was a sort of dumbbell-shaped, kind of like a double light bulb stuck together yeah, with some sort of plasma in, in it. Yeah, plasma, probably. Yeah. So, you know, if you, you move your mouse over the image, you can see it magnified. Oh, you yeah, can. that's what I'm it's doing. A pretty bad photo, though. So yeah, so it's it does look like two better. light bulbs inside it, doesn't yeah. it? Um. So oh, what yeah. is this to, device? To me, you might ask. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, we totally got to ask what it is. Like some sort of high energy discharge, sort of arcing. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely what it is. Okay. Going what are you supposed to, right to do with it? Then are you supposed to? I think that's there for show. Oh, okay. That's okay. there for enhancing the placebo. Yeah. That's, okay. That's the light show. All right. What it actually does is you plug into it. I assume. Yes, quite possibly. Because so you look the... at those plugs down the bottom for the electrodes. You see. Yeah. Set A and set B. Susie. Yes. If I bought one it? of these, what, what would it, it do, do for me? Well, I'm really glad you asked. I actually have no idea. Oh. Um, so it's supposed <laughs> to be a uh, a version of a Rife machine, um, which I've been learning all about. So, um, although I don't actually know very much about them, so apparently these were um, created by Dr. Royal Raymond Rife, which is quite a name. It is. Uh, who was an inventor and scientist who died though before um, these boxes actually came into being so i'm not oh, what a shame sure how he if he'd waited them. a little bit longer then he could have um, benefited from the treatments and not die <laughs> and i came across them because i found a a, a, a an article called <sighs> rife frequency healing machine scam or real and it turned out it was it's by a man who basically says that um lots of these 
free so so okay so these frequency devices are basically these machines that you can apparently change the frequency of them you hold on to uh, you know you stick these electrodes into the machine and then you hold on to some handles and they're supposed to put this current through you is that the right word yep. current they put something yep. through you and then uh depending on what disease you've got you change the frequency, change the frequency. and so you can kill microbes or you can kill cancer, cancer. Uh, everything has its own unique frequency blah 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 it almost so it sounds like it's a universal panacea. It, well, uh, well, but you've got to get the the, the frequency right. Ah, that's right. where the trick comes. Anyway, so I was reading this article, and their claim is that actually most of these machines that are claiming to be oh, oh okay, let me start again. So you can't get the things in Doctor Rife's original machine, which it turns out he didn't actually have. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they're basically obsolete. Obsolete parts. Um, so um, actually, in this person's opinion, most of the newer machines are cheap or fake imitations. Oh, oh can I guess? Yeah. Can I guess? The machine that he's selling <laughs> is the real deal? Well, so it's unclear whether he actually sells anything. Huh. But he certainly uses something and he makes a couple of suggestions um, for what you could use. Is this one, one of them? This plasma thing? Is this plasma thing? Oh, sweet. Yeah. So and this is one of the ones that work? Yeah, apparently so. Excellent. And why does he say this? Because... Because it has plasma ray tube technology. Yes. So it's an advanced frequency healing device because Which, it has plasma ray tube technology. Let me let me take a stab in the dark. Is probably not something that Raymond Reif had access to. I don't believe so. Okay. So anyway. Carry on. I just I, I had no idea that they got this elaborate, I guess. Mm. The other company who is saying um Oh, then he, then there's a whole heap of stuff he goes on about how most of them have got digital digital instead of analog technology, and um, that basically that's that's just bad. Um, that would because be bad. Uh, bad. Why does he say it's bad? Because it oh, it's bad. Okay, <laughs> it's not the right thing. It's not the right thing. Um, instead, you need the well. The body is an analog. It's not a digital thing. So. <laughs> Viruses are analog, aren't they? Anyway, um, I yeah, have a feeling so you've shown I've... us a Rife machine before. No, I think I've shown it was you the a box with lots of buttons all I've, over it. I've shown you the there imitations. Was, well, That's... there was quite a famous case back in probably the I'm going to say the late '90s in New Zealand that um, there was a young boy who had a essentially a tumor. Um, in his in fact, some sort of tumor in his face, and he was only six or something, and uh, he was essentially, I think, kidnapped by one of his parents and treated with this rife machine that supposedly mm. was going to cure um, right. his cancer, and of course he died, and um, but the, yeah, there was a bit of publicity around it at the time. You can probably find that on the internet. Very probably. Oh, so there's a little bit at the end about Dr. Rife on this guy's blog post. He says he never got a chance to mass produce his machine because certain powerful groups of businessmen and banksters took action to destroy... Banksters? Banksters. That's what they call them. Banksters. banksters. I like that, actually. That's pretty clever. Took action to destroy his credibility. So he died before his frequency healing technology could be shared with the world. Another way of looking at that is that... Because it's a his, threat to the conventional medical industry. Is that his crackpot ideas were a threat to his credibility. Well, yeah. there you go. Anyway, um, so there you go. For only... I didn't get around to copying that. 
Oh, you can donate to this guy's website if you want to. Oh, yeah. It's called energyfanatics.com if you're interested. The answers the, to everything lie within the substance. For only 5272 New Zealand dollars, you can have your own... Plasma ray tube. Analog BS, plasma ray tube BS, with digital BS, elements BCX, in it for some reason. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be Alas, the... it's not available to ship to New Zealand. Oh, it doesn't ship to New Zealand? No. That's standard Amazon policy. Oh, really? You can ship to um, U-Shop and they'll send no, it to you. No, no, we're not going to ship it anyway. Oh. It's always interesting, though, when you see who else viewed this item. Oh, no, sorry, what else they viewed. Yes. Um, the cancer cure that worked, the mm. BioCleanse Ionic Detox Foot Bath. There's a book uh, about the frequencies of rifing, which obviously yeah, would be important. You need that, yep, so in order to find out what frequency to use. Um, oh, there's one here that's only $59. What? There's a, here, look, there's, I've got, I can, whoa, do, whoa, whoa. I can do better than that. A 1 hertz to 500 kilohertz DDS function signal generator module sine triangle square wave for 35 US. No, no, I've just beaten that, I'm afraid. Yep. I have just found. It's not a competition. Come on. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. It was. Oh, it's not loading. Your internet's you terrible sometimes, Susie. What are you trying to download on it? I'm just doing a whole bunch of um, huge torrents and stuff. <laughs> Is that not? Natural Health Alternative 10 Point Energy Nano Wand Pen. Oh, a pen. It'll fit in your pocket then you can carry it. It looks like a pen. Wow. It's not like an actual pen, is it? I would worry that it is an actual pen. Right with this pen and it automatically transfers the right frequencies into you. Oh, it's got 110 customer reviews. Ooh. Some of those are funny. If you actually look at the Wikipedia page about Royal Rife, it is actually interesting. It goes into some of the some of the work that he did and what he claimed to have discovered. And so he claimed to have documented a mortal oscillatory rate for various pathogenic organisms and to be able to destroy the organisms by vibrating them at this particular rate. And so basically you tune tune your frequency to the supposed rate that kills these particular <coughs> organisms. And this to me is kind of equivalent to, oh, here's, here's some chemical that kills a particular... Um, organism on a petri dish, right. and therefore, if we drink this, vast quantities of this, yeah, of this chemical, if we do this in the human body, it'll have exactly the same effect. Right. So, yeah, I think it's doesn't work out that way. <laughs> oh, what the hell? Oh, the reviews are great. Oh, good. Um, this is the one you found, not the one I found. This is the this is the wand. Okay. Great gift idea. <laughs> I'm a bit sceptic waving the magic wand to simply ward off pain does make water taste better though what? <laughs> well made and works as expected <laughs> well it's depending on who buys it I suppose didn't when I first got the wand I immediately felt some kind of strange energy field from it <laughs> however I have a nervous habit of twirling pens around and since it was just laying around I kept twirling it around for a few minutes every day for a couple of weeks at some point the energy of the wand changed and became aligned to my specific field <laughs> oh my goodness yay well anyway okay you guys want to do a word of the day sure sure so this is a bit of an experiment i don't know if this is going to work or not today's word of the day is anti-disestablishmentarianism oh what? everybody knows what that means do they though do they though they do though don't they do <laughs> oh god i've read the definition of it at some point in my life <laughs> and I'd, I'd Come on, break, you guys! I have to break it down. Everyone, and you can do that too. That's what the point of the segment There's is. There's too many negatives in there. 
So it's obviously a positive, right? Because it's an anti-dis. So that removes those bits. Anti-disestablishment. Terrianism. So you can forget about materialism, but on Obviously, the yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's against people who want to disestablish things. Okay. Is that your answer? <laughs> yeah. It's against people who want to overthrow the government? Yeah, something like that. I don't know if I'm tempted to give you guys a half point for that. Because technically, and I found this out the other day, and I was quite, ast- I was quite uh, interested to find this, to learn what the actual definition is. Anti-disestablishmentarianism is opposition to the disestablishment of the Church of England. England. Uh, oh, right. okay. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, now so, government... I recall that there was some religious... Mm. Yeah, give it half a point. Um, no, I'm going to give you no points. <laughs> oh, what? Because I said so. Because we didn't get the Church of England. No, right, I'll give you half a point. Oh, wait, who's me? Who's me? I don't know. Um... Yeah, no, I thought that was interesting. I thought that would work, and it kind of did. So, however, I'm going to give myself a point as well. That was it. That was the word of the day. Hmm, very good. Thanks for playing, everyone. Um, just before we move on, oh, yeah. do you think that you can um, affect your asthma or allergy or arthritis or eczema or skin allergy by the water that you drink? Water that you drink affecting allergies or asthma or or arthritis or eczema? It's theoretically possible, I think, just off the top of my head. Hmm. Why? Well, what's a mechanism by which it could work? Hmm. Well, asthma asthma would be a bit of a stretch, but if you're just talking about allergies in general, then sure, you could be introducing an allergen into your system. Could you not? Well, there's lots of different things in water. From water from the tap. Yeah, but water from the tap will, I mean, have lots of different minerals and stuff in it, depending Mm. on where you're from. Right. If you're allergic to aluminum. (laughs) 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 Um, mm, Intriguing. Yes. Because there is a company in New Zealand who is promoting a water filtration system for the home, which um, on their page talks about these particular ailments and surely that's something for the the uh to complain about the wonderful yeah, yeah. people who do mm. their complaints mm. i'll do some research into that i mean that's obviously quackery i guess is it well, i would think so yeah it certainly sounds like it well no i was asking for your opinion yes a no it's um it seems like something that could be theoretically vaguely like, plausible but it's like probably not mm. i mean especially for asthma i mean asthma is just a it's respiratory, so. So actually, I'm sure I was reading about how uh, not necessarily. So there are some allergic reactions you can have that manifest as skin stuff and some that manifest in some people as breathing troubles and stuff and that's not then they're not necessarily a respiratory okay like the outcome is respiratory but right. the, allergen the cause could be, be okay yeah. yeah it's actually it's one of those i think you'll find it's a lot more complicated than that yes quite we'll um we'll look into this and we'll follow up on a future episode <laughs> <laughs> well we may well do we may well do okay so quake have you got a quote for us so following up on a previous episode comment was made about how um, we don't generally have uh, quotes from women 
Uh-huh. So therefore, I had to go out and find a quote from a woman. Excellent. So here we go. So I've actually got two quotes. I've got one from a man as well. So you basically so it's a net it's a net zero. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. So firstly, firstly, let me read the quote. This is from Marie Curie. How do you spell Curie? Not that way. Oh, well, that's, uh, okay. I copied it. <laughs> right. Okay. A little typo. Right. And and the reason I chose her is because she's the only female scientist that most people actually know. Yeah, I was going to make a <laughs> comment. Gonna I was going to make a comment about that actually. Of all so the people anyway, you could have chosen. Anyway, so she said, "We must not forget that when that when radium was discovered, no one knew that it would prove useful in hospitals." The work was one of pure science, and this is proof that scientific work must not be considered from the point of view of the direct usefulness of it. It must be done for itself, for the beauty of science, and then there is always the chance that a scientific discovery may become like the, that radium benefit for humanity. May become like the radium a benefit for humanity. Yes. yes. I like that now. So I thought that was quite a good quote, and that's pointing to basic scientific research being useful because of unexpected outcomes and then you shouldn't try and measure um, yeah. whether we should do scientific research based upon well, what use is this. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, to balance things out, Isaac Asimov said, Pierre Curie, a brilliant scientist, happened to marry a still more brilliant one, Marie, the famous Madame Curie. And it is only the, and it is the only great scientist in history who consistent, is consistently identified as the husband of someone else. Very good. Isaac Asimov go. said that. So I thought that was quite a good quote too. Okay. So that's it. That's our episode. But I will try and find oh, yeah. more quotes from women other than... Do you know what I'm going to do for you to help? I'm writing a list of women that might be able to provide some quotes for you. Okay. Excellent. I'm sure they can't be that hard to find. I mean, no, just no, because the vast majority that you... the quotes as well? <laughs> <laughs> Cock Craig, you have to do some work. <laughs> Pot, kettle, black. Oh, I think so. Whoa, a little bit racist. <laughs> okay. All right. Can I finish now? Sure. And you've been listening to the Completely Unnecessary Skeptical Podcast. If you'd like to send us a message or ask us some questions... Check out our Facebook page or use the contact form on our website, thecusp.org.nz. Yeah.